Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. Y'all feeling lifted up? Hearts open? Amen. That's why we do what we do and come together in the sacred and intentional community to affirm the truth for one another, to recognize and honor our inherent goodness, to draw that forth, and to strengthen our capacity to see that in others and in the world. And it is good that we do this because we have ample opportunities to not see this in the world. But the goodness is always there. Because as we say in our concluding prayer in our services, wherever we are, and... Amen. Amen. So before I launch into my comments today, I want to give a special shout out and thanks to Reverend Ron Karstetter for his inspiring message last week. If you missed it, you can find it wherever you find podcasts, as well as on the video archive on our website. Reverend Ron spoke about a new thought perspective of this idea of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, and it was really awesome. So that being said, do you know what today is? It is Reverend Ron's birthday, so if you happen to see him or if you're friends on Facebook, let him know. It's also something else, a traditional liturgical holiday on the church calendar that we don't often explore or lean into in Unity and New Thought, but it is very important and offers us a lot of fodder for our spiritual growth and development. It's Trinity Sunday. All right. So let's talk about it from a traditional point of view. I know many of you are familiar with this, and many of you may not be. And then I want to explore the practical metaphysical application of it. So as a way to build a bridge and to find a way to be personally empowered in that bridge building. So according to one major website, the first Sunday after Pentecost is the Festival of the Holy Trinity, in which the church acknowledges this idea of the three-in-one God, that God can be experienced as Father, as Son, as Holy Spirit, each distinct elements and yet made of one substance. This was a teaching that emerged out of the fourth century, It's not biblically based, although one can find some references to it in the scriptures, such as this one from Matthew, and it's called the Great Commission. And Jesus said, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, it's important for us to note that Jesus himself did not teach this. Nor does the word Trinity appear in the Hebrew Scriptures or the Christian Scriptures. And as I said, this teaching really emerged out of the 4th century from the early church's need to clarify, what do we actually teach? because there really wasn't a structure at the time. There were just various teachers saying, well, God is Father, and God is Son, and God is Holy Spirit. And so a committee was formed. And you know what committees do, don't you? (laughs) 
they take a good idea down a dark alley and strangle it. Now, I'm not, well, anyway, not a criticism of the doctrine of the Trinity, just a little bit of a joke. So the scholars of the Jesus Seminar, writing in the book, The Five Gospels, which I'm actually using for Sunday school for our class on uh, the Gospel of Thomas, said this, the commission in Matthew is expressed in Matthew's language and reflects the evangelist idea of the world commission of the church. They speculate that Jesus probably had no idea of launching a world mission and certainly was not an institution builder. The three parts of the commission, make disciples, baptize, and teach, constitute the program adopted by the infant movement, but don't reflect teachings of Jesus. Well, all that being said, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, and let's not um, put a judgment on that teaching. It is something that inspires millions and provides great truth and inspiration. I do want to look at it from a slightly different point of view, though. So in unity, we truly are called to respect the various faith traditions around the world and to seek to find meaning and purpose in bridge building. In that way, we truly do co-create a world that works for everyone because we are looking for things to praise, things to unite and draw us together. And where there are differences, we can simply acknowledge that's a difference. We don't have to make it wrong. We don't have to make it bad. We just acknowledge it's a difference. It adds richness and color to the world. Although unity, uh, actually though, unity does though have an interpretation of the doctrine of the teaching of the Trinity. But before I share that, I want to talk about this uh, concept of divine mystery. Because quite often when the Trinity is taught in various settings, it is taught as an impenetrable mystery. How can this be? It's beyond us, and yet it is true. It's like a paradox. But this is something I've learned. Something is mysterious to us only until we learn what it was we did not know. Mysteries tend to be dark and shadowy only until the light of understanding is applied to them. Then we, not the mysteries themselves, become illuminated. The mysterious thing is always as it has been. It is up to us to be changed, to be awakened, to realize what's really going on. For me, I found this to be true with algebra. I thought it was Greek, and it sort of is, but it's really not. I mean, there's wisdom and order to it, and it just took me a while to see that. And I saw that, and I don't see that anymore, and I can just check that box. So I was like, we're, we're good on that one. It's kind of like in a crime story. We were just back in Indiana visiting with my family, and my parents loved to watch these crime shows, and they're kind of spooky at times. And it's like, how did this possibly happen, this crime or that crime? And then uh, the puzzle clues are all revealed, and it's like, ah, now I know. I have been illuminated thanks to some good storytelling. But the crime itself didn't change. It's just what it's always been. Or it's kind of like cooking a gourmet meal. I mean, you have to shed the light on the culinary process involved. Because if you don't, then you're going to have a pile of ingredients and probably a mess. You know, once you learn how this thing works, when you realize that cooking is actually chemistry you can eat. It's like, okay, that works for me. So here's the point. 
without mysteries, without unknowns, there can be no growth, no evolution, and nor do I think any beauty in the world. Mysteries beckon us to expand our own circle of light and expand that light into the world. Now, when we come down to sacred mysteries, and almost all the world's traditions have them, sacred mysteries invite us to learn more about the, that which we call God, divinity, the source of all that is, and the sacred, and how we can experience sac the sacred in our lives, in ourselves. Sacred mysteries invite us into a deeper relationship with our creator, and ultimately with the divine idea of life itself, life in its eternal aspect. Sacred mysteries color our world with meaningfulness as they invite us to grow. And sacred mysteries are reminders to us that we always have more to learn about both the imminence and the transcendence of the divine in our connectedness with that. So, all that being said, Unity has a teaching about the Trinity, or maybe I would say a Trinity. Charles Fillmore, co-founder of the Unity Movement with his wife Myrtle Fillmore, wrote, the religious terms for Trinity are Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The metaphysical terms are mind, idea, and expression. And if you were with us last week, Reverend Ron made re reference to this point. Father is the source, the origin, the root, the creator of all that is. Son is that which proceeds from, is begotten by the Father, like him in nature and essentially all that the Father is. Holy Spirit is God's word in movement, the working, moving, breathing, brooding of spirit made known to people through revelation, inspiration, and guidance. Gilmore goes on to say the doctrine of the Trinity is often a stumbling block because we find it difficult to understand how three persons can be one. He adds three persons cannot be one. And theology will always remain a mystery until, theolo until theologians become metaphysicians. Let me put that a little more simply. The Trinity describes the creation of a process or the process of manifestation. The mystery is brought to light. We have a, a slide here that shows the correspondences between the traditional and the metaphysical. We have God the Father that equals mind. God the Son is an idea that comes from mind, and the Holy Spirit is the expression. So in other words, we, people like you and me and you at home, we have minds, right? I would, do we? Nod your heads if you're with me. Okay, I just want to, just check in. From our minds come ideas. And from ideas become the actions and the things we go out and do in the world. And this is why in unity, we talk so much and emphasize so much understanding our thinking, understanding our feeling. Because from our thoughts, from our mind come thoughts. And we really want to have healthy minds that produce healthy thoughts. Because sometimes, as you may know, that's not always the case. Read a newspaper. You'll see examples of unhealthy thoughts coming into manifestation.
So we want to produce healthy ideas and thoughts that manifest as life-affirming actions. This is why it is in unity that we encourage creativity and the arts. Because a creative mind will produce creative ideas that manifest as innovative and prospering actions. We are all creative to the max, whether or not we know it. We may not all be artists with paints and pencils and that sort of thing, but we are all creating our lives with every thought, with every word, with every action. This is why in unity we encourage everybody to always look for the good, starting with the reflection in the mirror. This is why we encourage non-judgment because a loving mind will produce ideas of loving kindness that manifest as acts of generosity. These are the norm. They don't get reported a lot until there's a disaster. But the goodness and the kindness of humanity is always there. Mind, idea, expression. So in our unity way of thinking, the Trinity is not a noun, it's a verb. It is a way of living, being mindful of three steps of a creative process for creating a world that works for everyone. So come back to a traditional point of view. So what do we do in this season uh, after Pentecost. Traditionally, the, the church calls this time as ordinary time, and it is a time of service. It is a time of living the truth you know. It is a time of making a difference in the world, which, of course, we all do every day anyway, so let's just acknowledge it. We're just highlighting it right now. So what I invite us all to do is to take this idea of Trinity Sunday, mind idea of expression, the creative process, and then ask ourselves, how might I serve to make the world a better place? Or as our vision statement here at Unity of Fairfax says, we are centered in divine love. We imagine a world of peace, abundance, and respect for all creation. How might I, how might you, or you at home, use this time to be of service, to make a difference in the world? There's a million ways to do so. There are a million invitations to serve, to love, to extend kindness, or to extend tough love when that's warranted. Because we're not talking about doormat codependent love here. <laughs> not at all. It's kind of like when parents have a need and a responsibility to provide healthy and appropriate discipline. Not because they don't love their children. Because they want their children to thrive and prosper and grow and mature and make good decisions. So sometimes our service will meet with opposition. And even so, the opposition is still love at their core as well. So whatever we do in our service, let us always know we are serving 
ultimately a greater good. So, in conclusion, oh, no, not in conclusion. Look at my notes. <laughs> Charles Fillmore. Co <laughs> yeah, everybody, wake up. Wake up. So, so Charles Fillmore, co that's all right. That's how we roll. Uh, Charles Fillmore, co-founder of the Unity Movement, also said this. So, if you would know the mystery of being, See yourself in being. That's capital B. That's another word for God. Know yourself as an integral idea in divine mind, another name for God. And all other ideas will recognize you as their fellow worker. Throw yourself out of the Trinity and you become an onlooker. Throw yourself into the Trinity and you become its avenue of expression. I can't help but think that all of us in our hearts truly desire, desire to make a positive impact in the world. Anybody here not want to make a positive impact in the world? Okay, so we all want to make it a better place, right? And we do that by throwing ourselves into the Trinity, by understanding our creative potential and power. So in closing, the German poet Goethe once said, until one is committed, there is hesitancy. The chance to draw back always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elemental truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have dreamed would come his way. It applies to women, too. He concludes by saying, whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has power and magic in it. This week and every week, be bold and be beautiful because that's who you are. Peace be with you and namaste. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate our donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. See you next time.